girl here, Sade or Sade, whichever one floats your boat. And I'm Jennifer, Jenny, Jen, I answer to all. And I'm Bianca, full-time member of The Beehive. And this is She's in a Pod. Hello. Hey guys, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? It's been two weeks since you've heard our beautiful voices. Have you missed us? That's the real question. I'm sure it's been too long. It has. (laughs) Guys, it's October already, what? Can you imagine? What's going on? Oh my gosh, my birthday is next have? month. Um, three months. What? Yeah, it is your birthday. It's my yeah. birthday I'm next excited. month, November gang. I am excited. Yes. I am excited. A quarter wait. of a century, right? Yeah. Is that 25 what? quarters of a century? Do you know what? Don't even ask me. When it comes to maths, please do not ask me. I don't I know. Myself. If I didn't get that right, guys, please don't cuss me, yeah? Oh my god! Do you have your outfit already? I don't. Yeah, girl, you need to start like, looking. So like, I have started looking. Someone's making it, but I keep changing my mind. Oh, okay. I keep changing my mind because like, there's just certain things I don't want. So I don't want to have any cleavage. Okay. Just because I just know that when if I look back at pictures and I see loads of cleavage, I just won't like it, and I just don't want no stress. So yeah. I don't want any cleavage, but I still want it to be sexy. I still want it to be nice. I still mm. want it to be young and feminine. So okay. I keep changing my mind. But hopefully by next week it will be good. I'm going for a fitting in like two weeks, so yeah, I should be good. Okay. And also nice. my best friend's getting married at the end of this month. What? So I'm a bridesmaid, so like I'm so excited. So many things happening. I know it's cool. a really, really busy and expensive year. Do you know what? I feel like this year's just been expensive. Yeah. Maybe for me personally, sometimes a cash loss. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> don't know what I've been doing. Honestly, <laughs> it's literally a cash loss. Like as soon as you get paid, everything just goes. I don't see at least you don't see it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's just ridiculous i need like seven sources of income like they say seven yes. the average millionaire has at least five to seven sources of income that is what we'll have in jesus name amen amen, amen. amen. so shall we go into our topic for today yes what is it uni expectations versus reality of university oh, gosh so we I think like that it's been so long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> university's been so long for me. I finished university like three years ago. Three. But I still remember it so clearly. I remember but, my first day, literally really? stepping into my room in my blue Hollister tracksuit, looking like what? one girl. I thought I was so fly. I, re- I remember. <laughs> but yeah, we just thought it would be good for us to discuss this. Yeah. Um, and like we have always said, we are a female apartment podcast. Mm-hmm. So yes, this topic can relate to everyone. But because of our niche, which is, you know, female empowerment, encouraging our females to become yeah. the best they can be, we will be discussing this mainly from a female's point of view. And, yeah. you know, because we are females, that's who we, course, we can relate yeah. to. But everyone can benefit. But anyway, October, this is the time that people go back to uni. Yeah. This is the time that people are starting university. Um, I'm sure, you know, you guys are just starting and really excited. You've got all your um, yeah. beddings and all your kitchen stuff and your books and stuff. And yeah, uni is great. It's a fun, fun, fun three or four years. But we thought, you know, we'd discuss what we expected yeah. before we went to university and the reality of that. Do you know what I was really excited about? I was so... It's going to sound so <laughs> nerdy. <laughs> I was so excited to make new friends. Like, honestly, because... So I went to Oxford Brookes University. Not many people know about this. Mm, I do. One of my best friends went there. Really? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I went there and none of my friends were going to go there. So I was literally the only person. So yeah, I was a little bit nervous. For the most part, 
I was feeling really excited and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't wait for Freshers Week. Is it, <laughs> is it like how it's going to be, you know, in the movies and everything like that? So, yeah, I was so excited to meet new friends yeah. and everything. So. And guys, just before we go on, I know this episode sounds a bit different Oh yeah, this week, just like it did in the previous episode. So Bianca um, still is not able to join, but she'll be back soon, we promise. Yeah, she'll be we back. We miss her as much as you guys miss her, but yeah, she'll be back soon. Yeah, send <laughs> sending our love yeah. But um, yeah okay so you expected to meet new friends that's something that excited you yeah like about going to uni. i just i don't know what i i think i watched too many movies <laughs> like, i really did and do you know what? i've watched so many youtube videos like, yeah. i can't remember the titles but just like of people who are giving you advice about how to like survive at university what to do and everything so yeah just making new friends i thought was not that i didn't have any friends by the way like I have great friends and I had great friends at that time as well. But I just wanted to meet new people. I wanted new fa- like to meet new faces and everything like that. And for the most part, I did meet a lot of people in first week, so freshest week. Was it easy to meet new people? How how was that? I think it was quite easy, especially if you're at the club. Mm, you know? Yeah. Like everyone kind of wants to be your friend. You yeah. want to be everyone's friend. Everyone's like, hi, this is like for the whole freshest week. So I think for that moment I kind of got what I wanted maybe not like friends friends but I met a lot of people but then after that like two weeks a week later three weeks it kind of just started to die down a bit and it's I don't know how to explain it it's just just, it just felt like okay so where are all these people what's your name again (laughs) I can't remember so like I ended up only speaking to like three people like proper like every single day would meet up and everything and at that time I thought oh my gosh what happened to all these people that I met during freshers week like I thought I was gonna have a massive batch sort of thing and I think it does happen for some people but for me it didn't necessarily work out that way so I met about like you know three close friends and of course I had like other people as well but yeah I I didn't get that big batch that I wanted at first but I was kind of okay with it. Mm. it so for me, friendships, what did I expect before I went to uni? So I went to Loughborough mm-hmm. and I didn't go with any of my friends. I knew a couple of people that were going, but we weren't like super close. So I always knew that I was going to have to make friends. Mm-hmm. And I think what I expected is actually quite similar to you in that I expected to, yeah, to like have to kind of find a batch and just meet you know popular girls and like be you know the it girls and just Mm. you know how it is in the movies like you see these uni girls just rolling out together and they just look all cool and that so I kind of was expecting that as well and I thought honestly that would be so easy to make friends Mm. which a lot of people say it is but for me it was not so I was in a very white accommodation and during the freshers week like the fresher helpers would come knock on my door shawty coming out tonight i just thought okay do you know what? i need to stop being antisocial and i need to actually go out and meet yeah. people if not i'm gonna be a loner for the next three years so i did for the first night and it just was not for me i don't know why i just wasn't feeling that i went back really? i went back to my room what, what yeah. was it that happened like that you felt so there were just I didn't really know what to expect. And even when I tried to speak to people that lived in my accommodation, I felt like they'd already made friends. Okay, I didn't, it was yeah. weird because I think I maybe moved in on like the second or third day. So I was just like, 
did people make friends this quickly? Because I felt like everyone already kind of had their clicks and stuff. Yeah. So I was trying to like talk to people and people were like, hi, oh, yeah, but it just wasn't, I felt a bit... Oh. It wasn't really... Yeah, because I didn't really drink and stuff. So everyone was like waved and I just wasn't, so I wasn't on that vibe that everyone was on. Mm. Um, even when we eventually left and went to the students' union, I just don't know. It was just not fun for me. Mm. It just, so I just went back. But I think I should have kept on giving it a try because I feel yeah. like to make friends you have to make an effort and I was I was very laid back I just thought do you know what I have friends that are in Leicester and Coventry I can just travel there go to their events and I'll be good Mm. so for me my expectation was to meet a batch of girls be all good be all popular but the reality was it was extremely hard to make friends for me and eventually the friends that I did make were actually from my course well, so two of my best friends that I still speak to today from university, one is from my course and one was actually a mutual friend of a mutual friend. So it just goes to show that really you think you're going to make a lot of friends in university, but only you really speak to a handful after. Yeah. That's what I, I think. I think that, that's, that happens to, you know, most people as yeah. well. Like they end up, it ends up like filtering down to the people that you actually really like and yeah. gel with and everything and i feel like, like that. that hype of freshers week dies down pretty quickly it does do you know what i mean <laughs> really so yeah. freshers week obviously you don't have any work you're just kind of like free to really enjoy and meet people mm. so i definitely think it's a great time to meet people but for me oh i just did not enjoy it i spent most of my freshers week in other unis which mm. really i shouldn't have because then i yeah. could have met more people at my uni i but, think definitely yeah. stay with like the uni that you're at right now and just try out different things and obviously if you feel a certain type of way or you're just not feeling social then that's fair enough but I think everyone should come with the mentality of wanting to meet and talk to several different people but then one thing I picked up on what you just said is was you had like a most people are white or something like yeah, that. Yeah, in my because accommodation specifically. It's the same yeah. with mine, like, not even accommodation, the entire university. Mm, yeah, oh yeah, so, Loughborough was very white like, as well. <laughs> you know, so I already knew going in that this is mm. this is going to be, not in, even a little different, this is going to be very different to what I am used to back home in London. So I think that probably made me even try more to be friends with these people because I just knew like the whole culture shift is going to be <laughs> yeah, mad yeah like sure it's either I'm going to not like I don't need to compromise my values or anything like that or change myself but I'm going to have to be more open-minded yeah totally you know? and I feel like uni, uni definitely makes you more open-minded yeah if not you will struggle to blend in because you are literally meeting people from all walks of life yeah who are at different stages of life to you people you've never met from all over the world mm. in this one place so you have to be open-minded yeah for sure do. for sure and we do sometimes live in a bubble especially yeah. for so used to being in a certain area with a certain type of people and environment so sometimes it's good to actually come out of that and that's another reason why why I wanted to leave London um in terms of going to university I wanted to just see what else is out there I wanted to leave out of London because I just wanted to be away from my parents oh (laughs) you know what most of us I wanted to be far I wanted freedom I wanted to be far so I said I always said I was never going to go to a London uni 
and no, I said I wanted to be far. Yeah, I love more independent. Even, as well, yeah, exactly. It? Yeah. yeah, no, it was, and I liked it because I was able to really see what the Midlands was like. It was completely different to Essex. Mm. So yeah, I wanted to just be away, far, yeah. far, far away. Do you think you kind of like handled it in terms of like because obviously you need to start paying your own rent. Mm. Um, you need to start budgeting, cooking for yourself, yes. waking yourself up. Hmm. your mum's not gonna be waking you up in the morning trust anymore. me trust me so. mate you have to you will adjust you will like mm. it's not easy but you will adjust and i think some people do but <laughs> sure it. we <laughs> god i don't even i don't even want to tell this story oh god you know, let's hear let's hear you brought it up I now had, i had like flatmates who you know were obviously different very different to how I am, and yeah. most people I know are. And just, like, simple things, like making toast. Oh, my gosh. You know, washing the dishes. Yep. Oh, don't, so don't get me started about so that. It was so hard for them. And it's not even, like... Like, at some point, I actually asked one of them, like, why don't you like washing the dishes? <laughs> like, why don't you like doing it? Like, and you would think these like, things are common sense. I, I've never washed a dish in my life. Oh, my gosh. You know, my mum normally does that yeah. my... I wouldn't say made, but like they had helpers. Oh, uh, see, yeah, yeah. That, that's so, the thing. I feel like uni really shows you who has home training, honestly, who's a spoiled brat, yeah, and who just is clueless. In my accommodation, I was with three guys and one other girl. The guys were disgusting, so they uh, just basically wouldn't clean their dishes, and I would always complain. So, what they used to do to shut me up was hide all their dirty dishes in a cupboard underneath the sink to the what? point where they started growing mold. It was stinking. I was just like, nah, I want to move that out. Nasty, it was man. horrible. Absolutely horrible, man. That was probably that my worst nasty. experience in first year, having to share with dirty people. Yeah. Luckily, we had our own bathrooms because I was not going to share Oh, bathroom. yeah, same here. That, oh, my gosh. That was my worst nightmare. I was not going to share bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, it really... Uni shows you who has home training, honestly. Honestly, and it kind of shows you how... <laughs> How other people live. Yeah. And what is normal to them is just totally absurd like, to you. Like, just leaving your dish because, for a week is... For some people, is normal. Honestly, because every time I was complaining, like, I was the person that was complaining every single time, they would look at me as if... <laughs> I was crazy. Like, yeah. why is this girl shouting and every for me, single time? I don't like being in dirt. So yeah. I'm going to talk. If I see something I don't like, yeah. I'm going to talk. Like, I am... Um, that's what I'm going to do. So I know they used to get annoyed with me, but I'm sorry, I can't live in dirt like exactly. that. Exactly. And I it's can't. just... The whole point of, you know, going out to uni and living by yourself is to be able to live yeah. on your own, be able to do the things that perhaps your parents or whoever did for you. To be able to do that on your own... You know, so, yeah, I just... But I will say, like, I'm not going to say that I never struggled anything like mm. that. I think one thing that I really kind of struggled with or had to come to terms with is how to budget in terms of, like, my student loan. Right, okay. And so, going on... So, on that then, what were your expectations of the whole finance? So, we've spoken about friendships and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, in terms of finances then... I think with, what were fi- your yeah, with finances, I thought I was going to... I thought I was going to be great, to be honest with you. Mm. I, <laughs> really, are you. Are you good with money? Yeah, and I feel... Because I'm, in general, I, I would say I'm quite frugal anyways. Like, mm. I won't just spend and splash and stuff. Like, I really think about it. So, mm, that's I, I didn't really see that as being a problem, you know, going into university. But I think what I just didn't expect is just how much... 
like how many things like I needed to pay for in order to uh, I don't want to say keep myself happy but like yeah. just little stuff like well actually first of all let me just say um so I so obviously I studied occupational therapy and I know most people back then got student loan bursary oh yes grants. Grants. Yeah, yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. Bursaries yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I think it's changed now a bit mm-hmm. but at the time um so my course was NHS funded oh nice meaning I didn't have to pay tuition fees what but yeah. So you don't have twenty seven grand that you owe. I right don't now. have tuition fees, oh but I did get a um. Oh, what, what did I get again? Is it maintenance loan? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But mine was at the lower yeah, end. Yeah, same. Um, and then also I got monthly instalments of the NHS bursary monthly. Ah. So it kind of worked out a bit differently for me. Yeah. And where everyone else was kind of getting a huge lump sum, what three times a year, four times a year. Yeah, I was getting I mine in bits every that's month that's better because so, then you can actually well I don't you. know what do you think in terms of like rent and everything it didn't really work out well for me because obviously you're getting like what 300 or 400 yeah. pounds every single month right right, sort of right. Thing. so it really taught me how to save up and just be very smart with my money yeah um just even as little as shopping like making sure i don't overspend just get what i need to buy like buying and not buying a new outfit for every rave exactly (laughs) like you know during freshers week i was basically wearing something new every single day yeah yeah but then afterwards i thought you know what why i'm gonna wear this again like why not i bought this with my own money so what i'm only gonna wear it once exactly so i think in terms of yeah finances yeah, it wasn't smooth all the time, but I think I did okay. I was able to keep on top of my bills and everything. Unlike some of the people that I heard of who really struggled, and it wasn't even because they weren't getting enough money. It was just because they were just splashing on unnecessary things. Mm. And I think even when you're going to university, I would say if you don't have enough money, so because everyone gets different amounts, yeah. right? So if you don't have enough money... Try and find a student job. There's always, like, especially in the area where your university is, there's always going to be a job. And that's what I ended up doing in, like, my second and third year anyways, like, finding um, a part-time job to help support myself. So, Sometimes yeah, just I think you've got to do what you've got to do. You do, yeah. For me, before I started uni, so... To be honest, I wasn't too fussed about the money stuff and I don't know why because mm. it's not like I had money or anything. Like, I wasn't working. I didn't work all throughout uni. Thank God that my parents actually helped with my rent so I yeah. didn't really pay my rent with my own money. What I did was that all the money that I had from the loan and I got the lowest, like, the oh, lowest okay, it was actually yeah. so useless. <laughs> what I got, I would save some and then I would kind of just spend the rest on, like, upkeep and buying tissues and buying ingredients and stuff like that so I didn't really have an expectation per se but what I will say is that it was weird for me Mm -hmm. to be buying tissues and buying (laughs) detergent and stuff like that because that's something that living at home is just always there so you don't think about these things but when you move out you have to actually think about every little thing things as simple as washing up liquid yeah do you know what I mean it's things that in your house your home with your parents they're just there Mm. you get what I mean you don't have to think oh I need to go and buy fairy wash liquid so for me even though I didn't necessarily have any expectations of my budgeting or how I'm going to manage my finances I was just not used to buying those little things yeah so yeah I, I would say budgeting is key 
Um, I didn't really budget too much, which is why a lot of the time my money would be finishing and I'll just be like, what did I spend on? <laughs> but there are loads of apps that help you to budget, right? Yeah. There's some apps. We'll put some in the description and on our Instagram and stuff. We're going to do not some Not sponsored, research. by the way. Yes, it's not sponsored at all. These are things, um, techniques that will actually help you. Maybe what we found and ask what my friends use because I know mm. I have some friends that are really good with all that budgeting stuff. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> use your student discount, please. Yes, like, oh my I, gosh. I only just recently stopped using my like i'll say i'm logged into my sister's account i'm sorry i'm a student for life okay i'm a student for life oh man so lucky yeah so yeah utilize your student discount and you do not need a new outfit for every motive Mm. it's so tempting too because as women i feel like we always feel like we don't have enough clothes yeah (laughs) even up till now sometimes i hear like oh a theme is bright and buff and I just think, hmm, I don't have anything. Time's gone ASOS, time's gone PLT, misguided. <laughs> but actually, I need to look at, in my wardrobe because I keep buying, 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 and wearing once story, and then forgetting yeah. about it. So, yeah, guys, you do not need to buy a new outfit for every motive. Yeah. Also, another way of saving money, please, share your taxis. Share your taxis. Oh, share, oh taxis, yeah. yes. Or if you can use a bus, use a bus because usually the student buses are quite cheap. Mm. Or better still, just walk. Just walk. In most university, like, towns, everywhere is quite walkable. Like, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes at the max. So if you can, if you're capable, walk. It will save you a lot of money, trust me. I think I just kind of... Because we had, like, a couple of buses that were free. Oh, we didn't have any free buses. But (laughs) the ones we had were, like, a pound. So it wasn't too bad. In the grand scheme of things, it was not too bad. Yeah. But like you said, just share a cab. Like, it works out Always try to share. Yeah, exactly. Always try to share. When when you share, like, cabs, share, don't know, accommodations, all that, it kind of works out cheaper. That's why. That's why I would say. Yeah. What course did you do, Shadi? I did psychology. So that focuses psychology. So psychology is very science-based, but social psychology focuses more on the social side of psychology. We did do, like, biological psychology, forensic, but we focus more on, like, the social side. So, like, Mm -hmm. developmental psychology. Okay. Individual differences between different types of people, that kind of stuff. And was your course, like, what you expected it to be? Okay, so that's the next thing. (laughs) Hmm. First of all, did you like your course? So, I felt like I could have learned most of what I learned without having to pay 27 grand. For real? I feel like I didn't have to go to uni to know my course. Because, and the reason I say that is because there was nothing extraordinary that I learned. It's not like a law degree or a, I don't know, medicine degree or economics where you learn like specific things that that uni kind of needs to teach you. Yeah. I feel like for me, we learned a lot of theories and stuff and we did like group projects, which I guess developed my like communication skills, teamwork skills, all of that that you need for the real world. Yeah. But I expected my course to be so much more meatier than it was. Like I expected to learn more practical things that I could actually apply. But what I found and in reality was that studying my course I loved my course it was interesting but I can't necessarily apply any of what I learned to my nine to five to my daily life I don't know I just felt like so what like it's kind of like an interview (laughs) but what prompted you to choose that course like do you know what I think it was GCSE so I studied at GCSE I did psychology because not a lot of schools offer it at Mm -hmm. GCSE level But I read the spec and it sounded interesting. I'm a people person. So I thought, hmm, let me study something that enables me to be able to understand people more. 
and to be able to kind of understand how the human mind works and why we behave the way we do and stuff like that. So after I did really, really well at GCSE, did at A-level, did okay. And then I just thought, do you know what? I don't really know what else I would study. So let me just do psychology. Okay. Were you hoping to do psychology after university as well? Not necessarily. I know I, I was really fixated on being an occupational psychologist. God, I thought you were going to say occupational therapist. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was really focused on being an occupational psychologist. But then okay. when I read what they actually do, it just seemed a bit boring. Mm. Like, I don't what really want to... It's know. like, mm. they basically... So, you know, assessment centres and, like, when people do entry, like, examinations... No, no, assessments to go into jobs, like grad jobs. Oh. So, so they do, like, psychometric testing and all of that. Okay. Occupational psychologists will use psychology to create those questions, okay. if that makes sense. So they do all that, the technical stuff behind business kind of thing. But it just sounded a bit too... Mm, I didn't know if it was for me. Mm. So now I'm in L&D and hope to go... And I still work with people, so my yeah. that people aspect is still very much there. So, yeah, I mean, I expected my course to be, like... I don't know. I knew it was going to be full of theories and stuff, but it was just not as great as yeah. I thought. I still enjoyed it, but it just... Yeah. yeah. There's a reason why I've asked you so mm. those questions is sometimes... Because for me, it's probably a bit different and I'll go into that a bit later yeah. on. But I'm really intrigued to know like why people choose certain courses yeah. and what actually pushes them to do that. Like, Is it just because they parents. just feel like... <laughs> you know, is that what their parents want to do? Or... They feel like it's the only option. Yeah. Because or... choosing a course is a big deal. It is a big deal, like You're choosing yeah. to study one thing for three to four years. That's yeah. a big deal. Like, that's... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot. Like, you have to really love what you're about to study. Exactly. Like, for me, for example... Yeah, I what studied... made you choose occupational therapy? So, yeah. So, occupational therapy... When I was young, I didn't know anything about occupational therapy. So, whilst I was at sixth form, I actually did, like my research and everything and I found out what occupation therapy is and I thought okay this is something I could do but before I even went to university whatever course I was going to do I thought to myself I do need to when I come out of university I need to work in that field Uh, that's the mindset that I had that I need to use this Mm. degree I'm not going to do you spent that long yeah I was thinking to myself I'm not going to use I'm not going to spend three years doing a degree and not actually using it Mm. so that's probably the main focus and drive that I had at that moment so when I did start the course and everything it was okay I I enjoyed certain bits I didn't enjoy other bits mm. with and I think that's the same with all courses to be honest with you. yeah but I think like the what I expected I don't really expect anything because I've never studied degree at university mm. before yeah i guess i just expected it to be hard and it was i didn't expect to be just left to my own devices so i kind of struggled with that especially you know when i needed help like of course your tutors help you but they can only do so much you need to do all of the work i spent a lot of nights at the library trying to figure stuff out yeah. and just self-teaching there's a lot of things that you have to teach yourself Oof. But I did not expect for there to be as many late nights honestly, as there were. So, I actually lived in the library. Yeah. And people say it. And I remember before I actually started uni, I used to see people say, oh, I did it all night in the library. I did this. And I just thought, why? Like, why don't you just study during the day and enjoy your night? Yeah. But trust me, for some reason in uni, the days go so quickly. And like, 
the times are just all messed up. I don't yeah. know. Like you don't fully. You know how here you have a nine to five. You wake up early, do what you need to do, go to work and come back and enjoy your evening. In you know, I just feel like it's all one big blur. Honestly, so yeah. like three a.m. could feel like five p.m. Twelve a.m. could feel like one p.m. So I really understand now how why people live in the library because boy, yeah. the crunch time when crunch time comes, you will need to be doing that overtime, yeah. especially like when you're doing dissertation or you have a deadline. You can't have any distractions, basically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, like, when I was in first and second year, I was, you know, really just stressing about, like, my grades. Oh, I need to get first class. I need yes. to do this. Oh, or at too. least a 2 1 and everything like that. But when it came to third year, I kid you not, I was tired. Mm. I was like, do you know, I just want to finish this course. What was the bigger jump for you, first year to second year, second to third year? Maybe second to third year, mm. just because it kind of hit me like, this is it. Yeah. If I do not finish this, this is two years I would have wasted. I agree. And I would say the same. You know, yeah. like, it's just, yeah. Because people say the jump between first and second year is harder than the jump between second to third year. Mm. But I, for me, my jump was really second to third year because that dissertation, nah, it takes the life out of you. Yeah. Like, it really sucks you dry. It's tough. It's real, real, real tough, but it's rewarding. Yeah. It's rewarding, you know, when you see the piece of work that you completed, that's your own project. You chose the topic. You decided what you want to do. You kind of led this whole kind of mini project. It's yeah. really, it's actually really quite rewarding, isn't it? Yeah, and I think not only just that, also, once you get to third year, that's when reality hits mm-hmm. in terms of, Okay, I'm gonna be finishing this course. Soon. Yep. What am I doing with my life after yep. that? Oh my gosh, life you know, after you. Do I need to start searching for jobs now? Yeah. Like, what, there's what that. Actually there's doing? there's a bit of a blur, yeah. Because I, for me, in Loughborough, everyone was like really ambitious, really intelligent. So loads of people started applying for their graduate jobs, and we're getting them. So they had their jobs sorted. For me, I was just like, okay, do I focus on my work? what I'm doing right now or do I focus on job hunting because that's a whole nother job in itself yeah to prep for interviews to do online tests to connect with people on LinkedIn to network that takes a lot of your time yeah so I found it so hard and I kind of applied a bit but didn't really get anything it was tough yeah I think yeah definitely especially like even in my course we had people who had already had jobs lined up and I was just sitting there thinking and I just thought how do they do it I wish I could do that right now, but I'm really struggling yeah, to finish this degree. Exactly. And I feel like because the degree was more urgent at that time, because that's what I'm working mm. on right now, I just thought, okay, do you know what? Let me focus. Yeah. But what would you advise for people? So someone is in their third year, they maybe it's like November time. Yeah. And they're starting to think about their final project. They're starting to think about life after uni. What would you advise? How, how would you advise yeah. that they do it in terms of looking for jobs as well as focusing on their studies i would say so it depends on how far you're right in terms of your assignments and everything yeah if you're at the point where you've got just got so much to do not that you're behind but maybe you're still at the beginning stages and you just you're feeling so overwhelmed focus on your assignments focus on that forget about everything else but then when it gets to the point so maybe like obviously depends on what course you're doing but when it gets to the point where maybe you've completed an assignment, you've got that bit of free time, then I would say, yeah, definitely start searching for jobs, potential jobs that you can apply to. Because the reality is that whilst somebody else isn't applying, there are other people 
thousands of people applying for the job that you want to potentially go into. Yeah. So you need to be able to pick up that pace and really stay on, on job, basically. Yeah, the competition so, is fierce. The competition is too much. Yeah. It's too much there could that be you can't like, actually just sit back and just relax. Yeah, because sort of there could literally be like 20 people applying for a role that's only planning to take on five people. Yeah. And that's even a minor. That's even like the... the the one that isn't even as competitive. There are some jobs where hundreds of people are applying and they only plan to take on like two people. Yeah. So the competition is fierce. Um, what would I say? Oh, I didn't do it in the best way because I kind of left everything so late mm. because I was just so focused on doing my final project and making sure I did it to the best of my ability. But I think I would say, what do you want? What's your why? If you want your graduate job, why do you want your graduate job? Is it because you want to become a, I don't know, economist in Barclays and you feel like this is the best route for you to get there? Mm -hmm. Because now thinking back, I work in learning and development and I didn't necessarily need a graduate scheme or graduate job specifically to enable me to get into my role. So I think also it's really important to know your why and research as well Mm -hmm. and know that is the graduate route the best route for you or do you just want to do it because it sounds nice? Because not everyone needs a graduate job. Yeah. Not everyone. You can just start off with a normal entry level role. You know, you don't have to go down the graduate route. But I think it's just about doing research, getting a mentor. Inspire London, let me just plug ourselves. We are about to launch a mentoring programme. So if you need a mentor, please reach out to Inspire London. That's inspire.london on Instagram. Um, Visit our website and all of that stuff. (laughs) But yeah, so I would say um, a mentor, someone who has kind of been in the same position you are in at the moment, someone who maybe is even along the same career route as you, but they don't necessarily have to be. It's just important to be as clued up as you can as early as possible. Yeah. So you're not confused because it can be a very confusing time to be in final final year and starting to think about your life after uni and not knowing what to do and which direction to take. And definitely make use of the career services that you have at your university. Oh, yes. How can I forget? Like, they are there for a reason. They're there Mm. to help students who are in need of that help in order to make that transition into being a graduate basically so make use of that and just make sure you time things properly sometimes things are about timing yeah like for me i didn't necessarily start like searching or applying for a job in november time i started out i think probably around april because like i said before that's when my assignments started to kind of drop and i completed them and everything and i had a bit more time to apply so sometimes just have that tunnel vision focus on your assignments and once you see there's a gap that's when you use that moment to start searching for jobs and everything. Yeah. Everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to have different like time frames, and everyone's going to be on a different level as to what they want to do and when they want to do it. Yeah. So it's always important to focus on what you want to do. Trust me. Don't and that's what I some, didn't don't do. Don't look at the other person yeah. who's getting that job. That is not your lane at that moment. Yeah. You will get that job and it might not be right now, Maybe your purpose and what you need to do is actually focus and pass these damn exams 
you know maybe that's, that's what you need that's to focus exactly on. <laughs> so right now you're speaking to me because i feel like i needed to hear this during that time because i was looking at everyone around me getting their graduate jobs at barclays lloyd's this that this that they're like oh yeah i just passed my test i just did this so i kind of panicked and i thought oh am i supposed to also yeah. be getting these congratulation emails and be getting this grad job but really it's because i didn't really know exactly what i wanted to do so I just was panicking for no reason and I didn't do my research. I didn't yeah. look at what route I, Shade Oludoyi, needs to take mm-hmm. to, yeah, get my next role or focus on my life after uni. Am I going to do further studying? Am I going yeah. to do this? Am I going to do that? See, I really think it's important to not kind of be distracted by those around you because everyone is so, so different. Yeah. You know, not all of us want to do the same thing. Exactly. And sometimes you do need to be patient because Mm. like you said there's some people who don't know even after completing their degree they don't know what they want to do and just because of you know their friends and whoever they're surrounded with just because they're finding a job or they're getting things that you know potentially you have thought about it doesn't mean that you now need to start rushing into things because the worst thing is to now get a job and you absolutely hate it and you're stuck in that job yeah obviously you have to be realistic we need to get money we need to pay bills and everything so yes and experience and you need to get experience experience. and yes do find a job at some point but don't feel like you need to be rushing into something that you probably don't know if you want to go into just yet yeah Um, for sure but yeah but you just mentioned something about experience what do you think because i've heard this quite a lot in terms of employers asking um graduates for experience and perhaps people not getting um their job role because they don't have enough experience yeah what do you think about that i just think it's really important to understand that having experience is becoming increasingly important when looking for jobs for corporate jobs so you can have all the a's you can have a first class but if you don't have the actual skills and experience that employers are looking for then it will be tough to get the good jobs yeah what i would say about that is perhaps consider a year in industry so in Loughborough quite a few people did a year in industry so a year-long industrial placement this is really good because it gives you that exposure of what life after uni is like and employers will value that and sometimes actually if you are working in a company you do really well the employer could actually offer you a role so even before you finish uni you know that you're sorted you've got your role And in terms of people that didn't do industrial placement like me, I made sure that in my summers I was doing work experience. Yeah. So I always, I worked at Bank of Tokyo for three months. I worked Mm -hmm. at my church, um, church office for three months. I made sure that I was actively, proactively finding work experience because I knew that employers always value work experience. In all my interviews, that was like the number one question. And I love the fact that you use your summers to do that. Because one thing I really, and some people might disagree with me on this, but one thing I really do hate hearing is, oh, I didn't have enough time at university, whilst I was at university, to get that experience. Where did you expect me to get that experience from? Mate, you have... When you're at university, that's the time where you have the most free time. Yeah, and it doesn't have... You don't even have to do it during your summer. Let's say you really, really want your summer. Yeah. Work during term time. Exactly. During Easter, two weeks. Yeah. Because you know in uni, you get long holidays, right? You even get... Do you get half-term in uni? 
No, maybe not no, half ten. Not half ten, but we get that like, longer, like holiday, yeah. like Christmas or whatever. I think study, study, study leave. Oh, I didn't even get study leave in love oh. Grant, No, yeah. but th- I just feel like you can always find experience, even if it's volunteering, mm. even if you volunteer at your students' union as like a representative for your halls or something. That you can always milk it on your CV and just kind of speak, maybe exaggerate what you did because everyone exaggerates in their CV, right? So just find things to do that will develop skills that you know work will love. For example, communication skills. Mm. Every workplace values communication skills, right? For example, teamworking. That's extremely important because you are bound to work in a team. No one works in silo. Mm. And then things like leadership skills, you know, volunteer to lead, I don't know, a course lunch or something. Just do do yeah. something. Do you something to, to gain your you experience. Need to initiate and you need to yeah, be, be proactive. Yeah. Be, be proactive because one thing about university is no one's gonna give you things. Just and like that's that. the difference between university and college. Yeah college they spoon feed you they tell you do this do that university you have to go out and look you do for the, and they're all there i promise you even they if it's, it's society oh you're just shadowing the president of acs for one day during an event or something it, yeah. you've now learned event planning skills even before before i start university i was like i need to because i'm quite i wouldn't say shy but reserved yeah. so i knew i needed to get out of my shell i needed to get involved with things and that's why i joined acs in i think second year or end of um first year and i tried to join all these things and get more involved because at the end of the day this experience that employers employees are um are looking for it doesn't necessarily have to be an internship it doesn't necessarily have to be a sort of kind of work experience yeah it can be things that you are doing whilst you're at university so exactly. like you said leading on a course lunch being part of acs or whatever sort of student society mm. doing all these stuff and putting them on your cv will show that employer that you didn't just go to university and do your degree go to bed go party mm. you actually <laughs> did no it's, it sounds harsh but that is literally what some people yeah. do yeah you actually took the time to take your initiative to use your time yeah, wisely. Yeah, like my friend started a society called Think Tank Society. Ooh. And that was something like so admirable. I can't remember exactly what the society did, but I know it was quite an educational society. But that's something that she, you know, she could put on her CV and employers will definitely value and they did value it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just to round up then, so we've kind of spoken about the expectations versus reality of different mm-hmm. kind of aspects. What are some maybe final words that you would say to students going to university or even those going back to university, maybe to their second years or third year? I would say definitely enjoy your time there. I mean, you will have some of the best times. Um, Most of you guys at your university enjoyed that. Focus on your degree. Don't forget what you came here to do. Mm -hmm. Don't forget you guys are paying 9,000. Now it's what, 9,500? Is it? Has it gone up? 9,250. It has gone up definitely in some universities per year. So don't forget what you came here to achieve. And you are going to pay that back. Trust me. Oh my God. When you see that £100 coming out of your salary every month. Yes. hmm, You will wish you attended those 9 a.m. You will pay that back. (laughs) So, you know, doing that, find and get that experience whilst you're at your university. Don't diddy dally and just sit there and sit back only for you to come at the end of 
your degree to be crying saying oh i haven't got enough experience and everything yeah. like that please please get that experience as early as possible and also use your student loan wisely mm-hmm. this is essentially free quote-unquote money obviously <laughs> even though you need to pay some pay of that back. back but this is essentially free money that you can use to spend on whatever you like so utilize it save pay your rent and everything and save for like I don't know, a business that you want to yeah. start or a project that you want to Or just make. save because you'll yeah. be glad you did after uni when you oh, look back yes. at your account you'll see in a couple grand. Exactly. It's a nice head start, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's all. Okay. Like, I don't think about it too much because at the end of the day, uni is, uni is not yeah. the end of the world like if you don't. Welcome, guys, to our She's All That segment um this is something that we do in every episode um because we feel like it is our duty to uplift empower and shout out all of the wonderful things that women are doing currently so today we have chosen a lovely lovely girl um she's actually somebody that i do know and have known for a few years now and her name is kira nicole Kira Nicole is a TV presenter, performer, model, and dancer. Oh, and um, one of many hats I see. Honestly, she <laughs> she's just doing so many things. I'm just like, how oh, do you well actually do her. this? And mm. she's so humble as well, which I absolutely love. And um, I would say probably most kids might know her from Milkshake TV. And some of you guys might know this channel from when you were younger. I know myself, I watched it a lot. Mm. Um, it's kind of like CBBS as oh, well. I don't actually know of it. So yeah, definitely check it out. I mean, if you if you want to for like yeah, reasons, so, yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to watch it right now. But um, yeah, she's a TV presenter there. Yeah, she's a familiar face among the younger ones. Yeah, and also including that. Uh, she's also currently, and this is quite major, she is on tour with, what's his name again? Curtis. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Love Island only finished, what, how many months ago? And I've already forgotten his name. Um, with Curtis Pritchard from Love, Love Island. Island. 2019. Um, okay. Oh, I didn't yeah. even realise that. Yeah, she is. Oh, wow. It's, honestly. When I, so what's when he, is, is this an, what is it, a drama? Tell us about it. So Dick is, Whittington. What's it about? Well, to be fair, I haven't actually watched it, but I will, I will go and see one of her performances. But um, it's called Dick Whittington. I think it's probably set back in the olden days. That's what it kind of looks like. Yeah. But yeah, she's featuring alongside him and somebody else as well, Adam C. Boot. So yeah, I'm just really like proud of her. She's just doing amazing stuff. Um, Boss moves. We love it. Boss moves. We love to see women doing amazing in their career and especially when they're doing what they love and they're doing it well. It's so admirable. So shout out to your girl. She's amazing. How old is she? I think she's about our age, yeah. Okay, she's like cool. 20, 20, 23, 24. Nice. Um, but yeah, she's doing amazing. So I wanted to shout her out. And she's such a lovely girl as well. So Shout yeah. out to you, Kira. You are all that, sis. So guys, this is the part of our podcast where we go into our she-male section. She-male, for those of you that may not know is a point in a podcast where someone asks us a question a dilemma and we basically give our perspective on their issue or question yeah so we've received an email um from a young lady 
So, Jen, do you just want to read that out and then we yeah. can kind of help her out? Okay, I really like this one just because I think it's quite relevant right now, mm. especially after, like, summer's finished and, yeah. But anyways, let me read it out. So, she said, hey, girls, I love your podcast. Keep shining. Oh, thanks, Han. Thank you. So, I have a dilemma. Leading up to the summer, I've been trying to lose some weight and I've been doing so well, but I feel like I'm not making any changes. Obviously, I'm trying to do this whole hot girl summer vibes, (laughs) but it doesn't seem to be working for me right now because I don't have my summer body. What advice do you guys have for someone who hasn't reached her summer body and is freaking out because months have gone by and I feel no progress has been made? Oh, okay. Okay, so... She yeah, so she basically she's trying to lose some weight and she can't see progress, right? Yeah. So she's yeah, feeling yeah, sure. a bit discouraged. Mm. What would I advise? Hmm. Well, first of all, this whole hot girl summer summer vibe, thing. Like, oh, what do you <laughs> what do I you think just, about it? So at first, I thought it was like I thought it meant like being home, being very like just active. But apparently, okay. it's more to do with like female. It made me female feeling like she's a boss kind of thing. I don't yeah, know. What does I that actually mean? How I, I feel like I was so out of the loop with this hot girl summer thing. Yeah. How I viewed it was like, you know, Megan D. Stallion, she was trying to encourage women to be more confident about their body. Ah. Um, just kind of like dress how they want to dress mm. and kind of just showcase themselves how they want to showcase themselves without feeling like they need to be put in the box or anything anything like that. So I think it was more of an empowerment sort of thing. And people started using the hot girl summer hashtag to kind of support that movement, basically, of, you know, feeling yourself, basically. So I never really saw that as anything negative. Um, so I understand why people were trying to kind of do this whole hot girl summer Um vibes thing but I think not just with that hashtag but I think just in general most of us we try and get our body into shape upon the lead up of summertime yeah because obviously you know we're on holidays holidays and everything like that so I understand the pressure of that but I think even like me this every single year I'm like listen I need to get this summer body Mm. and every year I'm always like not disappointed but I know I could have tried harder I don't really I don't really feel like I'm 100% um, happy with my body or anything like that. But, you know, to her, I would say, like, just don't feel like you need to kind of have deadlines, I would say. Yeah, I I feel like, yeah, because if you don't meet those deadlines that you set for yourself, then you'll feel like you're not making enough progress. Yeah. So I think it's good to set targets, of course. But um, if you're not seeing a difference, I would say... Maybe you're just putting too much pressure on yourself. But she did say she feels like she's been doing so well, but probably she hasn't seen any major changes because she's looking at perhaps what other people Mm, are looking like. Yeah, so don't put too much pressure on yourself. I think the process of losing weight needs to be a fun one because I know it's a lifestyle change. So to lose weight, obviously you're going to have to change your diet. You're probably going to have to go to the gym more often you're probably going to have to be really disciplined and even maybe get a personal trainer and all of that so i think let the process be a fun one yeah um don't put too much pressure on yourself there's this guy on twitter that's been he's been doing like this weight loss thing so he's really really overweight he's like a motivational 
person who's trying to like lose weight and he's been doing it for like a year now and the difference is very small but he's still going yeah. because he knows that it's Rome was not built in a day so for you babe I just think don't put too much pressure on yourself kind of take your time let it be fun to maybe motivate you look at before and after pictures of yourself maintain look, look at your own progress within yourself even if like slow progress is better than no progress right yeah. like they say so some people may lose weight within a month for some people it may be a bit longer it may take a whole year but at least you're making progress exactly. so look at that don't beat yourself up about it i'm sure your body is even fine the way it is but of course everyone wants to get healthier we want to look in shape but i, I would say don't set unrealistic diet deadlines mm. and just make it a fun process yeah make, yeah, it, make fun. it fun like don't make it so like oh, i have to go gym today oh i need to lose 10 kg no just make it a fun process and i feel like the weight will come off more easily then you know that's what's gonna help you keep being consistent if it is fun if it's not and if it just feels like a drag then of course you're not gonna want to go to the gym every single day exactly like when i used to go to the gym i go like three every three to four months (laughs) literally (laughs) i saw something on twitter and the girl was like, someone tweeted, oh, how long do you guys take gym breaks? And then this girl was like, hmm, I think maybe like three to four months, if that. And I was just oh like, oh my gosh, that is so me, so bad. I go once and then I'll take like a three month break before yeah. I go again. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, even for me, because I just didn't really enjoy the gym and I felt like I was forcing myself, that's why I'm so inconsistent with it. Because I'm just like, oh, it's a drag. But if I make it fun, maybe I have music, I invite a friend or something, then it's more of a motivation to go. So yeah, just make it fun. That's what I would say, girl. I hope that helped. Yes. Um, And I hope that helped anyone who's listening and probably going through the same thing as well. Yeah, and please don't forget, we always want to hear you guys, what you guys have to say. If you do have any questions, it could be about any of our episodes. We've spoken about quite a bit, so it'll be interesting to hear what dilemmas or questions you guys have. Please feel free to send us an email or DM. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thank Hope you. that helps. So okay. I was just on Twitter, and a guy, I thought this would be a nice thing to kind of end off with. Um, a guy, James Tyro, shout out James Tyro. Um, he tweeted a thread about what he learned in his first year of uni. So I'll read some of them out. So he said... Depression is real and can hit anyone. True. Attending every motive is unnecessary and cash loss. It's very easy to meet new people. Okay, so this is his perspective. Like I said, for me, the opportunities are there to meet new people, but you have to be open to meeting them. Yeah. Lectures aren't necessary for you to pass certain courses. Hmm, do you agree with that one? Um, I disagree. I would not <laughs> condone such... I would not. I would I never pass every this. course, please. <laughs> yes. Oh, I get what he means because I guess attending every lecture, it may not necessarily be, like, mandatory for you to pass certain courses, but it's always best for you to attend. Yeah, I think it depends on the course because for me, they'll... For my course, they penalise you if you didn't attend. Attend, yeah. So, exactly, for certain courses, you actually... For my okay. course, I know that I didn't have to be at every lecture, for sure. And yeah. I could have still got my first class. But that's fine. And then he also said, utilising your free time is beneficial. So like we said, using it to find experience, volunteering. And yeah, so those were a couple of things that he said. I thought that would be yes. nice things to kind of end off with. If you have any questions, guys... Any questions, um, please feel free to DM us. Yeah. Email us, hello at She's in a Pod. Follow us on Twitter. 
Yeah. At She's in a Pod. Instagram at She's in a Pod. Basically everywhere at She's in a Pod. Yeah. Um, we and look send forward us to your like, with you. stories as well. Mm. Any questions that you have. I would love to read them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people have some pretty interesting ones. Yeah, exactly. So. We want to connect with you guys and we want to make this as interactive as possible. So yeah, interact with us guys. We're as friendly as we sound on here. We are. We're the same. You know, we ain't bougie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.